holding the quill. Listeners, friends, fans of the Hold in the Quill podcast, welcome back to episode four of season two of Hold in the Quill. We have our two wonderful presenters, Organic Roads and I, Empty Drinks, ready to launch you into what is going to be the best episode of the series. It's going to be better than all of the... Drinks, 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 drinks. What's going on? What do you mean, what's going on? I'm, I'm just trying to bring a bit of energy, a bit of lively vivacious staccato to the to the sort of presenting style it sounds very odd what what, what are you playing out here just, just just trying to sound a bit more you know professional a bit more uh sh- sharper like like jeremy vine on channel five and radio two you know you sound like a drunk chris tarrant drunken chris what what no I'm, I'm you know i'm trying to be sort of up and down with my voice trying to sort of just bring that 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 uh, s- uh smooth sort of classic sort of radio sounding uh voice to to to, to our presenting style you know Jer- J- dear old jesse vine it's worked just fine for him he's built a career on it we don't need to pander to jeremy bloody vine we've got our own style it's fine it's, it's working well with a 165th most popular comedy podcast in the uk Okay. Yeah. All right. All we've right, carved. Right. We've carved out our own right to be here. We don't need to to pander to these Jeremy Vines, drunk Chris Tarrants out there. We can we can be who we want to be. Yeah. Maybe you're right, mate. Maybe you're right. Um. Okay, right. Fine. So let's 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 stick to what we know. Let's let's stick to being classically funny. Just you, you be you, and I'll be I, and we'll and, and he- we'll and we'll just just make this work. Yes, and I today am Organic Roads, and you are... And I'm Empty Drinks. You are indeed. And we are back, the Quill Lads are back, against the odds for episode four, season two, mid-lockdown 2.0, and we're here today, as always, to inject you with another dose of haphazard fun to leave you jiggling and giggling. And today's episode, as ever, will be reading out some emails. I've got a couple of emails to to read out today to the nation. Uh, we'll be also accepting our phone calls as ever. We'll be uh, imploring the nation to call in on our hotline uh, and to, to get in touch with us, won't we, Drinks? We will indeed. So anyone, if you want to give us a call, just have a little chat about how you're getting on with lockdown too, uh, how your how your life is, whether you've had a you know a nice uh, soup for lunch, or if you if you <laughs> if you're enjoying I don't know just a, a really good box set of of uh, of, of of Mad Men and or, or, or old reruns of The Wire on Netflix, uh, you know t- let us know what you what you're endo- enjoying, what you're enduring, what your struggles are. Just let's let's, let's have a chat. Why not? Yep, and the number to call us as ever is 077-2455-0421. Our email, we'll be, like I I say, reading out some emails. If you want to email us, the email address is holdingthequill at gmail.com. And our socials, Twitter, at holdingthequill, and Instagram, at holdingthequillpodcast. Shall I kick us off with some emails, drinks? 
Absolutely. Lovely stuff, Organic Grows. You've, uh, you've got this presenting style down to a T. You sound like a sober uh, Chris Tarrant. Or, sober. <laughs> you sound like Chris Tarrant in his heyday. It's a, it's a very rare thing, a sober Chris Tarrant. Um, okay, our first email today is from a Damien Thirst. Damien Thirst or First? Uh, Damien Thirst, as in uh, thirsty. Okay, so so basically Damien Hurst with a T. Mm -hmm, Indeed. Um, It's quite a short one, actually, and um, it's quite quite deep. Um, So I'd like you to to try and unpick unpick this one for me. Um, The email goes, The idea is more important than the object. Holding the quill is less important than the ink. That's it. That's it from Damien. So he's quite a... Deep philosophical thinker mm. is Damien. Uh, Damien, um, yes, I, I've got no idea what that means, um, and he's and he's he's got he's got me thinking about um, objects that are made of ink, and and I'm I'm taking it quite literally that uh, an, a, a, a quill, like we obviously use to write all of our amazing uh, content, is is essentially just um, more than what it seems. Uh, yes, I mean, it, it, I, I guess the ink runs deep. <sighs> I mean, he's saying the holding quill is less important than the ink. So, I mean, holding the quill, the ink, the ingredients is is more important than the, the cake. Enjoy the process of using the quill, even if the content is terrible. Is that what it, it, he's trying to say? Something like... Don't think too hard about what you're writing. Just let yourself write. Close your eyes and just scribble. Just keep using that ink. Just keep using it until it's all gone. I th- okay, but- this is definitely not Damien's message, but I think the message that we should give out to anyone listening, if anyone is listening, is just just try and create something and see what you've got. I mean, if you can enjoy writing comedy stories uh writing up about a, a, a real life quill fail as as you know we we do in our show then you might find it therapeutic and enjoyable to to just delve into yourself and others other stories and other concepts mm. I, I agree wholeheartedly with that right okay email number two now drinks this is it appears like it's anonymous Anonymous? Anonymous. Uh, but it looks like it's come from a Gray's work email address. So, right here. I'll read it out. It says, you two have completely lost your heads with this episode. Put it this way, it's not your best work. However, it will take a lot more than Lily Chat to put off this quilly lad. Stick to what you know, and I'll see what episode four is like. Bye for now. Oh, that's nice. That's a nice email from whoever this is, this anonymous Quilly lad. Um, Right, on with the show. Let's do it. Hello, Holding the Quill. Is this Drinks and Grows of Holding the Quill? It is? Is that that Valerie? Yes, it's me, Valerie. How are you? Oh, Valerie, it's so good to hear from you. Yeah, really good, thanks. How are you doing? It's been it's been a while. I'm all right, dear. 
But I've actually got a bone to pick with you, Jack Gordon. A bone? What? What? What, what can I help you with? What, what's What's going on? Well, in the last episode of the podcast, you had the lovely Jordana Lily on for your little Lily quiz. Now, Groats, I want you to know that I'm a very experienced gardener. I've had an interest in plants and gardening for a very long time. I was learning about plants and gardening long before you even learned to wipe your own bottom. And I'm also one of the founding members of the Walton Forest Horticultural Society in Northeast London. Now, in the last episode, you told Jordana and your listeners that the Madonna Lily and the Mona Lisa Lily are real-life lilies. And I've asked all of my friends at the Walton Forest Horticultural Society, and they all agree with me that these are not real lilies. Yes, of course, the leopard lily, the tiger lily, and the Easter lily are all definite types of lily. But I really don't think you're right about the Madonna and Mona Lisa lilies. You should be checking your facts before telling people the wrong thing, especially in this era of misinformation and fake news. Where's your evidence? Well, uh, I mean, the, the Madonna lily... I I I know that it's native to the to the Balkans and the Middle East, so maybe it's uh, it's not regularly seen in uh, obviously northeast uh, northeast London, Waltham Forest area. But it's definitely a lily. It's part of the lily lilium candid, candidum candidums family. Gordon, Jack Gordon. I think you're not right. I'm not sure where you're getting your information from. You, you, you're as bad as that Donald Duck blubbermouth Trump. You're making up things and you're making other people not believe in what you're saying. I mean, what sort of society would we be promoting if we tell lies? Hmm? Well, well no, I'll tell you. Okay. I'll tell you. Go for it. A broken one. Is that what you want? A broken society? No, absolutely not. Um, I, I, I think I, I completely agree. You must have thousands <laughs> of listeners believing in what you're saying. All of your listeners that listen to you all the time, like myself, are we losing faith in you because you're making things up. Now, you've got to leave them, you're leaving them all confused, thinking you're making all your information up. Well, I... Uh, I can I can only say that uh, I, I'm a man of the truth. I'm not like uh, Mr. Donald Trump, and uh, you know I I wouldn't ever spread any fake news, uh, Valerie. So um, I do apologise if uh, for the, any confusion. But I, like I said, it's de- the Madonna Lily is 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 a definite Lily. I'm afraid. You're, you're still thinking you're right, are you? Well, let let me ask you this: How many Lily plants do you have in your garden right now? Uh, well, I don't currently have a garden, uh, Valerie. You don't even have a garden. I have been the founding member, and I'm, oh, I'm I'm a keen gardener, like I tell you before, and I'm one of the founding members of the Walton Forest Horticultural Society. And you know how many lilies I've got right now? Ha- yeah, go I've on. got 17. Wow. 17, uh, well, well, actually 16 now. Some silly little dog went trampling over one earlier today. But I've got lots of lilies, and they're all thriving. None of those lilies are called Madonna or Mona Lisa. You're not right. You're not right, Jack Gordon. 
your, your name's meant to be organic growth. You're, you're more like fictitious growth. Well, look, uh, you've obviously lost a lily um, recently. And what I'll do, uh, out of the kindness of my heart, is, is send you over the, a Madonna lily to make you your lily count back up to 17. How does that sound? Well, if you if you think you can find some Madonna lily from somewhere, then fine. I would be very grateful to see it in the in the flesh. But I know my plants. I really know my plants. I really don't think you're right. I don't think this is right. But if you can find one, then so be it. Well, I'll uh, w- what we'll do after after the phone call. I'll get I'll get your address and uh, I'll 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 gladly send you a a, a Madonna lily and um, we can um, you can you can add that to your lily collection. That would be very nice of you. Well, Grodon, I'm glad we cleared this up, and you'll be glad to know that yes, of course, I will be calling again, and I'm still. A quill holding the quill fan. That that's fantastic to hear, Valerie. Uh, it's, let's let's not go so long before we talk again. Of course, dear. I'll be calling regularly. I'll be calling again. I'm like Phil Tufnell. You can't silence me. Thank you very much, Valerie, for the call, and um, we'll we'll uh, we'll hopefully hear from you very shortly. Well, I look forward to seeing this. Madonna Lily, if it exists. It will be through your letterbox in the next few days. Well, thank you very much, dear. I'll speak to you again soon. See you soon. Bye, Valerie. Bye now. Bye. 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 My Big Fat Brexit Negotiation for a Nation with me, Hugh Edwards, is available now on BBC II Player. Over the last three months, I've had exclusive access to Boris Johnson and his government to find out how negotiations are going in the run-up to Britain's official EU leave date of December 31st, 2020. Let's hear a snippet of some of the interviews now. Uh, I think it's very important for us to take back control of these EU negotiations and get Brexit done. So what has happened to the oven-ready exit strategy then, Mr Johnson? Uh, yes, of course, this is true. Uh, we have had an oven-ready exit strategy for months now. Uh, the only problem is, uh, we just can't find it. Uh, but rest assured, we will be continuing to look all around the House of Lords uh, and the uh, the Houses of Parliament, so that come December 31st, we will be able to deliver a delicious Brexit pie for everyone in Britain to enjoy. Right, okay, well, thank you for explaining that so very clearly, Mr Johnson. And Stephen Barclay, Brexit Secretary, where exactly are we at now in the EU negotiations? Well, detailed talks and conversations are still ongoing, and so far this week, they've been very productive. But as far as the overall result, I'd say that at the moment, it's looking very much like an FA Cup first round match 
between two evenly matched teams such as Torquay United and Crawley Town. Basically, nobody has a fucking clue what the result will be. My big fat Brexit negotiation for the nation. Stream it now on BBC II Player. Quill Fail. Right, well, episode four's Quill Fail comes from a, a very recent experience only a few days ago. Hey, Drakes. Yes, so this is uh, a, a true, real life, sad, sad, <laughs> frustrating, <laughs> annoying uh, Quill Fail that I had to live through on the night that we were meant to be recording for this episode. Uh, so apologies, listeners. Uh, this is a little bit later coming out to you, to all of you than it should have been because, yeah, uh, it, was a, it was a nightmare. And, and mainly apologies for me that I've had to rush through, you know, the edit to get it out in time because of what happened just a few days ago. Yeah, but I know that you, you are a magician in the editing studio grade so i don't have any doubts on on your skill and and yes yes maybe i should be apologizing to you sorry yes that, that, that didn't sound very sincere did it no i am sorry i am sorry grody um organic grodes because this should have all been wrapped up sorted and done and now it's yes. dragging into you know later in the week and all more time and all you know the, the fans have been just waiting waiting just just so so excited to hear episode four season two and they just had to wait a little bit longer furiously emailing furiously tweeting just just furious at us where's, for, for where's delaying episode four i need it i need it in my life and why why is that old uh empty drinks would you would you care to share with the nation why that might be uh yeah when we were scheduled to record essentially i was rushing to get back because for once in my life grodes uh you as you know i'm always on time and i'm always very organized Mm. with what i do Mm. um yes exactly and so for, for on this occasion i was actually running a bit late uh and i was trying to rush to get home and um Essentially, I cycled all the way from work uh, home from from London Bridge to Walthamstow and got home, opened the front door, got in, got myself all in the shower, out the shower, ready to start recording and realised that I'd left my phone in at work on charge um, all the way back in London Bridge. And so in an attempt to try and save the evening's recording, I cycled all the way back. <laughs> now, for, for our listeners, that's how, how many miles is it there? So, to, to London yeah, London, Br- London Bridge to Walthamstow, I think it's eight, eight and a half miles. Um, so, so it, yeah. yeah, yeah, so it was, it, this was, uh, yeah, a few nights ago, it was, it was dark, it was cold. Um, I'd already shouted, as, as I've just explained. Um, I, I, I know that the listeners are probably not appreciating that that's integral to the story, but it is because you know the fact that you <laughs> that the fact that I'd already cycled home, showered, <laughs> and then in my mind thought, right, well, I'm going to put cycling kit back on and cycle across mm. London again. The journey that I'd already done twice in the day, 
Um, so I'd cycled over uh, dear old Tower Bridge. Do, do you know Tower Bridge? The Tower Bridge of London. Um, London just, Tower just Bridge four actually. times in a day. Um, yeah. And I got, got, got all the way back to, to, to work in London Bridge. And the flipping office was all closed. The whole thing, all closed up. Why? I didn't even think of that because normally I have a key. Didn't have the key. Um, and so I, I essentially, I had an ultra quill fail, multiple quill fails uh, on Wednesday night. Yeah. And, and the worst thing is, I mean, we both love our, our Strava kudos and um, without the phone, no kudos. No kudos whatsoever. No evidence of yeah. the um, of the 34 miles that I cycled that day. Um, <laughs> That's absolutely ridiculous. You know, I'm, but, I'm just uh... having to rely on good old fashioned word of mouth me telling everyone in this in this convoluted story <laughs> that i cycled 34 miles in a day um and and after all of that what i think what time did i get back i got back to my flat at like i think it was half eight and you know you were panicking obviously thinking what the hell's happened to dear old drinks uh, empty drinks he's empty totally empty i was running on empty I was uh, my adrenaline, my testosterone, my <laughs> my um, you know my my tether was 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 it was it had well, eroded to a nub. It was a, a little nublet uh, of of a, of a tether. Um, a nublet, a little nib- a nublet. niblet, <laughs> chicken dipper, <laughs> chicken dipper niblet of a of a tether left. And um, and I thought, well, yes, we could have recorded without the sort of other bits and bobs. But I like to have my phone for the running order for you know, us connecting up to the social medias and all of that sort of stuff. So anyway, here we are, people. Uh, You've got episode four coming to you now. And I've got my phone back. Uh, I've calmed down. And and everything, the the world is back into some form of normality of of pandemics and uh, other craziness. And if and if anyone that works for Strava is listening could you please, please kindly just... 30, 34 miles to your account please, how, how many miles are we saying 34 cycling miles of, of, of true true miles um, but if you could add in the fact that I hadn't eaten dinner and I'd, I cycled you know the, the, the um, three quarters of those 34 with, 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 with very very little energy in my body uh, you know, after a long day of work and then doing all the cycling through busy London, you know, London town. Um, and, uh, and, and you know, thankfully, look, I've got a lot to, to be thankful for. I didn't um, I didn't sort of get so panicked and fall off my bike or crash or take out any anger on a on a little old lady crossing the street in front of or me a taxi or, driver. or uh, you know, get hit by a pigeon or anything like this. I, you know, I managed to keep my cool relatively. So mm. things could have been worse. Yeah. I mean, you, you didn't sound so cool when you, when we sort of briefly spoke at half past eight. Um, I wasn't after, measured. After, no, you were far, far from measured. You were unmeasurable, if anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, maybe maybe go back to what we were talking about in the last episode. Maybe that would be the new word to to describe me: unmeasurable, immeasurable. No, immeasurable. Unable, think, uh, uh, unmeasurable. <laughs> That's not a word, is it? I think I think it might be immeasurable. Yeah, immeasurable sounds quite positive, actually. I think that sounds like quite a cool way of describing someone. So I'll take that. 
Yeah, that can be your name on the next pod. But, but, immeasurable you, don't know, you, but you don't know what that means. Immeasurable what? Immeasurable idiocy. <laughs> I, w- I, I mean, I was just so angry at myself. I was like, why? Why did I not just check if I had my phone? And, and it just goes to show that, you know, we're all so connected to our phones these days. But evidently, I'm not. And so that's the punishment that I get for being, you know, living in the moment, as they say, as all the, you know, all of the self-help Instagram pages seem to tell us, oh, live in the moment, don't turn off your phone, switch off and, you know, just just look around you and be be at one with nature. I did that. And then it caused me to cycle 34 miles and get stressed out and have no dinner until 9 p.m. Right. Anyway, it's in the past. It's 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 happened. I'm totally cool about it. I'm totally cool about it. You've you've cl- you've clearly moved on. So, <laughs> hello, Holden and Quill. It's a real pleasure to speak to you both. My name is Philip Forthinger, or Flashy to most. Oh, Flash Flashy from the. From emailing in, the emails we read out? Is that you? Yes, this is I. I have been the one that's been emailing you. But that was a little while ago. I've actually been rather busy. Busy in isolation. Okay. Go. uh, What have you been up to? Well, I'm totally here in my home. And I, essentially, I've been very frustrated and angry at what's been going on in the world. But I am a big fan of the podcast. It really manages to make me chuckle, particularly the call-ins. I mean, some of the people you get calling in are bloody bonkers. Anyway, I was just wondering what you two made of this bloody second national lockdown in the UK. Uh, well, I think I think it's uh, it's been needed to try and... Control the cases, uh, which were, were which were escalating, and and uh, people in hospital uh, uh, were also on on the up. So I think it was uh, very much needed. Um, well, poppycock! I, I think you're totally wrong. I mean, it's, it's it's a joke. It's a total joke. What's going on? I am very proud to say that I served twenty years of my life in the military, in the Queen's Royal Hussars Regiment, from nineteen seventy six to nineteen ninety six. And these were very proud moments of my life. During this period, I felt that the country and the world was moving in the right direction. Now, this country is falling apart faster than a bloody Amazon Prime delivery. I mean, the, the, the people running this country, they're all a bunch of bloody idiots, I say. These politicians, they bicker and moan constantly. They can never agree on anything, uh, more than they ever did before. And they completely refuse to listen to the science experts who actually know what they're talking about. Well, the advice was clear for a short, sharp lockdown in October to avoid a long, extended one. But now, here we are. Bloody ridiculous, I say. We can't do any of the things we want to. We can't see our family. We can't see our friends. Even my favourite strip club in Plymouth has been closed down since March. I mean, it's not just about not seeing our friends and family and our favourite dancers at our local strip club. I mean, they need to get fans back in the football grounds and strictly come dancing. It's just not the same without a live audience. Come on, Chris, you must agree. Uh, I don't think I can, I'm afraid, uh, Rashi. I, I, I'm not really on board with... What, what do you mean? What do you mean? I mean, you, you're talking out of your anus. 
Well, I think I'm I'm the one talking sense here. I think you you've come on the show with quite a lot of opinions that uh, that me personally or our listeners won't agree with. Well, what I say is anyone over the age of seventy five, like me, should have the option of going out and about. I've had a great idea that anyone over the age of seventy five could get hold of the COVID pass badge. Basically, it would be a badge that people like me could wear out and about for a no-rules free-for-all. I mean, let's face it, I might not have all that long to go. I mean, I want to enjoy myself in my final years and not be cooped up indoors. Those of us wearing the over-75's COVID pass badge, we'd be able to go out and high-five each other in the supermarket, have a good old natter at the post office with as many people as you like, and all have a good sing-song to Sweet Caroline down the pub. Safely clear of any germy youngsters like you and under the age of 75. Don't you think this would be a much better way for us oldies to actually enjoy ourselves in our final years? Uh, if I'm being honest, I think it's a pretty ludicrous idea that you've uh, just... Ludicrous idea? What, what are you saying? Well, I, I, th- I think it's quite irresponsible what you've just said and uh, I think it's a terrible idea. All of us oldies, we're having to stay indoors. We're going batshit crazy in here. We should be able to go out, have a bit of a, you know, sing song down the pub. We could uh, dance down the street and just, just bloody go for it. I say. Mm, well, uh, I appreciate your opinion. Sadly, that's not going to happen. And uh, yeah, uh, thank God it won't. Uh, but thank you very much for calling, Flashy. Um, appreciate appreciate your call, and uh, maybe speak soon. Well, I won't be calling in again. I've got plenty to do back in here. Um, I, you know, I've, I've got washing up to do. I've got um, old old episodes of Dad's Army to watch. I'm very busy. Well, I'm sure Dad's Army will keep you busy. And uh, yeah, take care of yourself. Right. Well, fine, fine. Goodbye. Holding a quill, drinks and grins. Goodbye, Flashy. Bye. Farewell. Goodbye. Okay then, listeners, the the premise of this queer literature is um, essentially a, a, a nice short story about two rival cat gangs in Brighton, and it's called King of the Cats. Jebediah Frampton is king of the Brighton cats. He's king not because of his charm, intelligence and good looks. In fact, he's pretty foolish and kind of weird looking with a head seemingly too big for his body and a gormless face that suggests he hasn't a clue of what's going on. But one thing you can't deny about dear old Jebediah is his bravery and blind faith in his own strength. He isn't the biggest of cats and certainly not the most agile after his hip surgery a couple of years ago. But at any time the rival cats from Hove or Kemptown try to move onto their patch at Preston Park, Jebediah, or Jebs as he likes to be called, is always the first of the Brighton cats to charge towards the intruders and scare them away with his hissing and snarling. Every Sunday, Jebediah and the rest of the Brighton cats meet up at Preston Park and all enjoy a friendly catch-up about their week. They talk about everything, from who's climbed the best tree to who's caught the biggest mouse. You know, typical cat chat. Now, on this blustery autumnal Sunday back in 2001, it seemed to be like any other Sunday. Ralph was going on about his big plans to move up to London, Layla was sharing out her leftover chicken chunks, and Frankie was over in the corner licking his balls, 
Everyone was in good spirits, and the atmosphere amongst Jebediah and the Brighton Cats was all seemingly very pleasant. Everything was going smoothly, until the rival Hove Cats nonchalantly strutted their way into the park from behind the bushes. Well, 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 isn't this just delightful? A civilised Sunday meeting at the park, eh? said Charlie, the scruffy leader of the Hove Cats. Oh, why don't you clear off, you mangy hove cats? This is our patch. Always has and always will be, Jebediah replied. Oh, and of course, here we have their chubby little king, Jebba the Hut, announced Charlie while staring into Jebediah's eyes. Jebediah's right eye began to twitch and his claws gripped tightly to the ground. I will ask you again for a final time. Leave now and never come back, you mindless pussycat trolls. Well, how about this then, Jebba? If you can jump from the top of that bin over there to the top of the park swings, we'll go, we'll go and we'll never come back, Charlie proposed. But if you fail to make the jump, then the Preston Park is handed over to us, the Hove Cats. Jebediah glanced up at the considerable distance between the bin and the top of the park's wings. A few years ago, in his prime, he would have attempted this without a moment's thought. He glanced over his shoulder to see his fellow Brighton cats smiling and nodding with wide eyes of approval and encouragement. Frankie was still over in the corner, licking his balls, completely unaware of the situation. Hmm, I, I don't know if this seems fair, Jebediah suggested. What's the matter, Jebediah? Are you a... Scaredy cat. A cold chill went shooting down Jebediah's spine, and he felt all the fur on his back begin to stand up. Nobody calls me a scaredy cat. Get out of my way, demanded Jebediah, as he bars Charlie out the way to the side with his paw. Jebediah hopped up on top of the bin and clicked his neck from side to side. He began to breathe slowly and deeply while staring up at the swings. Come on, Jebs, you've got this, he said quietly to himself. He crouched down low to the bin, preparing himself for the jump. Even the smell of egg mayonnaise and rotten fruit wafting up from the bin couldn't distract him. He was too focused. After two small steps, Jebediah pushed down on the bin with all of his power and leapt into the air like an uncalled spring. He flew through the air like a big fluffy ginger hawk. He felt the wind blowing against his flabby cheeks. He felt young again, free. Sadly, Jebediah missed the top of the swings by a good metre or so. He crashed to the ground and re-dislocated his hip. The pain was unbearable, and like nothing he'd felt before. It hurt like hell. The rest of the Brighton cats rushed over and helped Jebediah up, and they helped him limp home. The Hove cats whooped and cheered and danced around the park all day and all night. They partied like it was 1999 even though it was 2001. There we, there we have it. Wow, Jebs. Dear old Jebs. The... Jebby Jeb Jebs. Yeah, dear old Jebs. He he's, does all he can. Um, the gallant, confident, overly confident leader. The ex-king. The king has been... <laughs> has fallen. Dethroned. Dethroned. He's fallen from, from the top of the... Top of the tree, from the top and of the park swings. Another hip dislocation. 
He's re-dislocated his hip, yeah. Another, and... another hip dislocation. Yeah, poor, poor Jebs. It's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt, isn't it? It's going to be a lot of uh, pussy rehab. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed my little feature for Quill Literature in this episode. Um, maybe there'll be another animal theme in the next episode. Who knows? Who knows? Quill Legacy. The special guest for this episode's Quill Legacy is none other than Thailand's brightest, most vibrant television celebrity, comedian and cabaret performer. It is a great pleasure to introduce to all our Holding the Quill listeners, the baddest mama jamma of them all, it's Kat Kassisopa. Woohoo! Hello! Hello there, Kat Kassisopa, a.k.a. Cookie Love. Oh yes, Cookie Love, Cookie Love! So, By the Kat, way, are we doing a game show today or are we doing a ping pong show? <laughs> Just to confirm. Just to confirm, Kat, tonight is going to be a non-ping pong show. So don't worry, you can pop the ping pongs away. Um, Back in this, the packet. In the packet. packet. Put the bat down. Fully We're sealed. Quiz, right? We're going to do some quiz. I'm excited. Exactly. So this is the quiz part of Holding the Quill. This is our Quill Legacy feature where it's a very special quiz that I've designed for you and for Groads. So I'm definitely you... going to be close. Uh, I mean, Groads... Well, well, we'll see. We'll we see. Don't... I, I, I can't wait to be close like Pinata. I mean, I I think I think already you've got him you've got him on the ropes. It sounds like the ping pong balls are away. The pinata's out. Oh yes. Well, we'll we'll see. You know, if your if your big talk carries you through in the quiz. Woohoo! We shall see. Okay, so Kat, you first burst into our UK TV screens back in 2008 on the reality TV show Big Brother, warming the hearts of thousands of people up and down the country with your energy and positivity. And since then, you've been carving out your career in the comedy and cabaret arena, featuring a number of TV and stage performances. But Kat, surely wouldn't you say that the proudest highlight the the pinnacle or the the pierce de resistance you might say of your whole career is today being on holding the quill podcast no oh that definitely that's got to be a guarantee well this is it you've 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 reached the highest heights now being on holding the quill podcast you know what is the best thing it's not x it's not next it's now absolutely the time is now this is it and this is Queer Legacy. Woo-hoo! What a time to be alive. What a time. Right. So, ladies, gentlemen, children of all ages, um, the, the Queer Legacy quiz for tonight is going to be a head-to-head between Kat Casasopa uh, versus our very own Organic Groads. And the quiz is going to be based on dance. So Woo-hoo! it's called... I am dancing right now! <laughs> <laughs> we, need, we need to sort out that live video feed. 
Oh, yeah. I don't know about you, but when we're talking right now, I'm already on the handstand dancing, swinging <laughs> about. Not the kind of swinging that you're thinking of. Right. I mean, Groves, you've got to you've got to do something to match this because at the what? moment, Cat's getting in some serious bonus points. I'm saving my dancing for my victory dance later on. Right, okay. Ladies oh. and gentlemen, the, the, the premise the of crowd, the game... The crowd is going wild. The it's crowd is going wild. They are going wild everywhere, up and down the land. But um, the premise of the game is going to be, essentially, I will ask you a... Sorry, I will tell you a, a song name and, and artist. And then I'm yeah. going to give you one of three options to tell me the year the song was released. And each song has a very well-known dance attached to it. So it's a, a dance track or a famous dance craze which is uh, associated with the song. Got it? Okay. Go Got for it. it. Okay, right. Kat Casasopa, as our very special guest, you have the pleasure of going first. Okay. And your question is, do the conga by Black Lace, was it released in A, 1983, B, 1984, or C, 1985? I always wanted A, so I'm going to go for A. So you're saying 1983, do the conga by Black Lace. Yep, A for A, Noah, just to confirm. I'm afraid, Kat, the answer is B, 1984. Oh, no! So, so just just um, as a little bit of, uh, you know, a victory dance, a, a mini victory dance, Grodes, can you please take it away? Do the conga. Feel free to join in, Kat. Okay. Do, do, do. Come on and do the conga. <laughs> do, do, do. <laughs> I thought you were going to sing it. I didn't know you were going to squeak and scream it. <laughs> I think I think, I think Cat's wow. insulting your singing voice there, Grace. I know. That was my best voice, that one. Oh, my God. It's definitely the best. I wish I lived next to your house. <laughs> <laughs> wow, she... Wow. One nil down and she's still still hitting you like a piñata. But nil nil, nil nil, nil nil. Nil nil even. Yep. So, okay, zero scored for Cat. So, question for you, Organic Roads. Mhm. Mm the cha-cha slide by your friend and mine, DJ Casper. Was mm. that released in 2000? B, 2001 or C, 2002? I'm going to go with B, 2001. I thought you'd have got this one with your DJ brother, DJ Casper, but I'm afraid to say the answer is A for anal, 2000. year 2000. Yes! <laughs> no, zero and zero, nail, nail. We're both doing well here, aren't we, Kat? Christ. Oh. Okay, <laughs> so back to you, Kat. Right, back to you, Kat. Here we go. It's a it's a dance floor favourite. All yes. the single ladies by Beyonce. Oh was... my god, you just make me flat. 
Oh my god, my watch was bought. Now, single ladies by Beyonce. Was it released in 2006, 2007, or 2008? I'm gonna stick with my A, Noah. A. A, 2006, you're saying? Yes. I can tell you. I can, t- I can tell you that the answer is C, 2008. Oh, my God. Oh. This is a low-scoring game. <laughs> Where's your piñata gone? It's gone. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, right. Don't worry. Let's, let's, keep, let's, keep the, uh, let's keep the energy up. Come um, on. What, what have we got? What have we got? Right. Question two for you, Groads. Yes. YMCA by the village people. Ah! <laughs> yes. You can hear the crowd going wild. The, 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 the dance floor, the dance floor is, 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 they've all got it. Yeah. Was it released in 1977, oh. 1978, or 1979? Oh. I'm going to go again with B, 1978. Oh my God, my heart is jumping. <laughs> Please be wrong. He's got it right. It is 1978. It's fun to stay at the YMCA by the village people. Was released in 1978. Okay, so that's 1-0 to Organic Groves. Oh my God. It all comes down to this. Kat, this is your third and final question. You need this. You need this to take it through to a tiebreaker. At the bottom, as usual. My favorite position again. Now, Kat, if if you're like me, you will know the dance that goes with this song. You Can't Touch This by MC Hammer. Was it released in 1990, 1991, or 1992? Oh, wow. That's a long, long time. But I love, love Enua. So I will never get away from it. A again, 1990? (laughs) <laughs> she's you... got it she's got it she's oh, got it right 1990 now i am a top and i am on the anal she's she's nailed it she's nailed that anal but she's finally got the anal right okay Groves. you can still yes. win if you get this correct okay gangnam style by psy was it released empty oh, was it released in 2010, 2011, or 2012? Okay, I'm, I'm fairly confident with this one. Fairly confident that the answer is 2012. Wrong! <laughs> <laughs> That's final answer, 2012. Final answer? Yeah. Cat, he's got it right. Oh. So I'm at the bottom again. You're sadly at the bottom. So the final score is 2-1 to Groads. But Kat Casasopa, Cookie Love, you have been a wonderful, wonderful guest. Oh my God, thank you for having me. This is so much fun and I can't wait to come back again. Absolutely, we're one hundred percent. Cookie let's love you. To, let's do the video and put the song on. All the song you pick is amazing. I wish we can have a dance off and make maybe next time I can win. 
Well, that is that is one hell of an idea for a tiebreaker, you know, um, special question to, to 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 take it to the next level of live a live video. Who's the best better dancer, Groads or Cat Casasopa? It, it has to be done. Cat, I mean, I think you'd beat me at a dance off. We, you can't just say that. We've got to try it. <laughs> Kat, you you have been an absolute joy to talk to. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you very much. Such a great pleasure. And if you want to listen to a few of my comedy or see my crazy picture, please look at my Instagram hashtag #PussycatBangkok. Cat with the K, just like the cock. #PussycatBangkok. Thank you. Perfect. Yep. Listeners, holding the quill listeners, go and check out Cat the Comedian, Cat Casasopa. So it's cat.comedian. Um, several stuff there to find on Instagram, on YouTube, you name it. She's got it. And um, this is it. This has been Holding the Quill, Quill Legacy. Hello, Holding the Quill. Oh, hi, Peter. Good to talk to you today. How are you? Yes, I am very well, thank you, uh, Groads. So, uh, I hear you spoke with my twin brother, Hugo, recently. Yes, he uh, kindly rang in on the last episode, actually. Um, have you seen him? Or have you seen each other quite recently? Oh, no, I never meet up with that bastard of a brother of mine. Well, te- technically, if... If he's your twin brother, then you're also a bastard? Well, yes, I see what you're saying. But he's just such a such a know-it-all. And, and just because he was born 20 minutes before me, he thinks he's so bloody wise. He's full of himself, that man. Just look at his Instagram page of apparently fancy photos of coffee. I mean, it's just cringeworthy. Well, there are some cool shots on his page. Um, what about the one of him sipping a coffee whilst he's uh, riding an elephant? Oh, awful. Ghastly. All of them. I mean, growing up, he'd always tease me and try to embarrass me by saying, Oh, ha, ha, hope the wanker therapy's going well. To which I would respond, Oh, well, at least I didn't shit myself in Asda in 1994. Peter, what's the reason for you calling today? Okay, so, look, I have explained before when I've called in that, yes, previously I had some therapy to help control my libido and sexual urges. But, well, I'm afraid to say my horny demons, they do still occasionally get the better of me. And, well, essentially, I've recently been contacted by some of my previous spiritual devotees in North Wales. And, apparently... I have seven children under the age of two in Wrexham at the moment. So, look, I'm going to be fully honest with you, Grades, Drinks, and Holding the Quill listeners out there. I'm completely broke. I've got no money whatsoever, and I haven't the means to provide the child support money for these seven beautiful little parsley babies of mine. So, if you or your listeners could find it in your hearts to help out an old hippie fool up here in Salford, I would be eternally grateful. Please, 
please go to my crowdfund webpage at www.peterparsleysplea.co.uk. Please give whatever you can to help me raise my seven beautiful babies grow up to be kind, loving adults with wonderful, delicate singing voices like myself. Please don't let them grow up to be nasty, selfish cretins like their Uncle Hugo. Drinks and grows, thank you so, so much for allowing me to have this opportunity to inform your listeners of my struggle. No worries. Um, absolutely fine. It's, it's great to uh, to hear from you again. Thank you. Thank you deeply from the bottom of my heart, Groads and Drinks and everyone listening in. Please do whatever you can to help out. And And now, if you wouldn't mind... I'd like to finish with a song. Absolutely, all of our uh, Holden the Quill fans love uh, your 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 song. So um, yeah, please, we'd we'd be happy to hear it. Oh, thank you guys, thank you so so much. This one, it's called Seven Little Wonders. My feelings of a father's pride been quite the emotional ride. As they say, a baby's glow will roll your worries away. But I've got seven of the swines, I'm trying to act like it's fine. You know this time, should have listened to what my mother said. She said, Peter, you must always wear a Johnny, cause you haven't got much money. Children, they're no fun if you can't be with them. And now I'm asking you, please. People are down on my knees. I know I'm a fool for fucking around like a tool. Though I don't know all their names, I love them all just the same. You know it's fine. If this doesn't work, I'll ask my barista brother for work. Please help me to care for my seven little wonders, and help me continue my quest as a well-being and life coach. I really don't want to have to work with my ass of a brother in Costa Coffee. Right, guys, thank you so much for listening to episode four of season two of Holding the Quill. Thank you so much for Kat, Cassie Soper, our Quill legacy guest on this episode. Uh, still slightly scarred from, from that quiz. Um, and thanks for another fantastic Quill literature drinks. You're welcome. You're welcome, everyone. Uh, but uh, yeah, congratulations, Grows. You managed to overcome the challenger of Kat, Cassie Soper, Cat Comedian in Quill Legacy. So what, what, how does that uh, leave the league table then of us as the Quill ads versus the challengers versus the guests? I believe now it is two all. So we're, no way. We're you couldn't write we're, it, could you? We, we literally couldn't write it. Uh, but it is, yeah, two all leading into uh, the last few episodes of the season. So it, it's, it's, it's tense. It's tight. It's, it's evenly poised. It's evenly poised. It's all teed up for a beautiful end of the season uh, you know, a, a, a real nail nail by to finish.
Indeed. So, yeah, stay tuned for episode five. We'll have another guest on. Uh, and until the doubters, then... The doubters out there will think that we've just constructed all of this to, to, to you know, just, just orchestrated it all, uh, scripted it all. It's all just all fake. It's all just made up stuff. No, no, it's all off the cuff. It's all totally random, weird, ridiculous absurdity. Exactly. So, um, yeah, until episode five, thank you very much. Empty drinks. Thank you, Organic Roads. Thank you, and uh, thanks for listening, guys. See you soon. See you soon, guys. Whatever you're up to, look after yourselves, look after others. We'll be back. We'll be back with episode five sometime soon. Take care. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Farewell. on it but which ring where are you gonna put it <laughs> that's his question which finger